Yeah. Nice and close. Nice no and close. animal no animal was harmed in the making of this film. Just the one. Prosthetic though. animals were used in some scenes. Well, I, I hope know. they used a prosthetic animal for the dead one. Yeah. The ones at the lore. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we've I've already started recording, like I usually do. <laughs> okay, good. Hi, hello everyone, and welcome again to me, my parents, a special guest, and Liam Neeson. Wait, that's not the name of the no, show. No, but I change it every week because always something is happening. I, where we take a look at the films of Liam Neeson and especially how much peril he is in. My name is Daniel. I'm Patrick. I'm Carrie. Hey. Yeah, and we have Bob here. Hi, I, Uncle Two. After <laughs> after the previous guest, I that was Uncle Uncle, Uncle Three. Uncle, Uncle yeah. <laughs> I will hopefully get all of them here at some point. I don't know. It's not a strong goal, but it may happen. I uh, was this a better movie than Battleship? I don't. This was, this a, was better better this a better movie Battleship. than Battleship. Oh okay. my goodness! As so movie, this, quality yeah, goes, movie quality, movie quality sure. goes. Okay, so uh, he actually had a yeah, role. Tom and Nicole of were in Battleship. Oh, it was bad. Oh, it was bad. Um, the, this week we've watched Rob Roy. Came out in 1995 and is a movie concerning. I, it's historical. It's historical. Uh, it's about a freedom fighter in Scotland. This is not to be confused with Braveheart, a movie that came out in 1995 and concerns a freedom fighter in Scotland. <laughs> yeah. Or or Patriot, because they all feature guys with mullets. Yeah. Uh, Braveheart won five Academy Awards this year. Rob Roy won zero. That's uh, probably, so yeah. I think part of it has to do with the way they presented the villain in this film. I think however, it had the to villain, do with the sheep. However, the villain did also... T- Tim Roth in this one, Tim Roth has done quite a lot of stuff, uh, was nominated for Best Supporting Actor for this film. Uh, John Hurt is also in this one. He's done a lot of stuff. Director, not done too much noteworthy, but I did look at the uh, sword fight choreography guy. Uh, guy oh, yeah, we William really Hobbs uh, died July 2018, fairly recently from recording. In addition to this... He has done I uh, for, and I'm just going to do some uh, picking here, um, Othello, Tragedy of Macbeth, Three and Then Four Musketeers afterwards, Flash Gordon, Ladyhawk. Ooh, I mm, love yeah, Ladyhawk. Lady Cyrano de Bergerac, Ooh, that, Hamlet, Robin Hood, 1991 version, Shakespeare in Love, <gasps> The Man in the Iron Mask, Casanova, and most recently, Game of Thrones. Wow. Wow. He's been busy. Yeah. So... And there was some pretty good sword fighting in this. Yeah. I think it was believable. There was not a lot of it. No. But what was there was very believable. So, uh, Rob Roy, late 1600s, early 1700s, uh, part of the Jacobite uh, uprising because the queen did not have an heir and there was a lot of to-do about who was going to be in charge of this happened England and then it was a, it's England and Scotland haven't gotten along for much of their existences huh go figure and they still don't huh go figure uh, in any case uh, film opens on the credits like films do well older films older films do it's a uh, yeah there are credits about two minutes of credits yeah mm-hmm. but then the first thing we see is Scotland looking very nice Beautiful. Uh, there's a lot of location shots. The entire film was d- filmed in Scotland, and a lot of it was up in the highlands where they needed helicopters. They were going to act like when they were filming near a location. When they said they were filming near a location, they were usually there. Yeah. Like when they were going to locks, they were usually going to actually the correct lock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which it is was interesting. Gorgeous. I mean, the scenery uh, is beautiful. And 
you can tell part of it was really authentic because at one scene inside of a building, you could see their breath, so you know it was cold. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Authentic Scotland yeah. cold. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first people we see are a group coming up over the hill, and while we can't tell immediately who it is, it becomes pretty clear that our zero to Neeson is quite low in this film. Yeah, he's, he, he's in that opening shot yeah. where there's people. And his role is he is returning to... The count it was it the count or the duke that he was uh well the uh, Mar- Marquise the Marquise uh who is had lost cattle yeah, and he's an Englishman mm-hmm. here in Scotland and Rob Roy has been contracted basically to get them back mm-hmm. and he knows the guy who did most of the stuff he yeah, he comes upon the thieves and yeah. he is acquainted with them mm-hmm. he and their stench he, he speaks very. Plainly, he speaks directly. He's the kind of guy that is not, uh, he's confident not because he's stuck up. He's confident because people respect him and he knows that he can back it up. That's right. And he promptly backs it up. Uh-huh. <laughs> With his sword. No, it was a dagger. This, a this, guy, oh, yeah, this, this dagger. guy he stabbed in the front. That's true. He doesn't stab anyone in the back. He's only, not a backstab. Only ever in the front. Because backstabbing is mean and nasty. Then he throws the dagger away. Wait a minute. He did stab a guy in the back. Which guy did he Guthrie do? got it in the back, if you recall. Did he? Yeah. Well. Guthrie? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm quite sure he, that he did. Be- does, 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 does being in a sword fight with a guy and getting him in the back count as stabbing him in the back? I feel like he knew no. it could happen. No, right. <laughs> it, it was not. It was not. They didn't uh, agree to no backstabbing. Yeah, yeah. right, right. No, it was, they were passing by each other, if I recall. Yeah. In any case, he very successfully uh, gets the cows back. They've lost one, it, it turns out, because the thieves had to eat. And then another one, finger quotes, goes missing in a local town because... Uh, some people needed to eat. Some people needed to eat, and he's like, well, let's just say the thieves took two instead of one. Which, it sets up his character as very much... I mean, Rob Roy, Robin Hood. <laughs> it could happen. You know, not being terribly subtle about it. Right. But it very it sets him up as the kind of good character who is willing to bend the rules as long as the right people are taken care of. Well, he's got to feed his family. Yeah. He's got to feed everybody. I appreciate that. That aren't, you know... But don't you go stuck stealing up cattle. Yeah. That would not be my skill set. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> shortly thereafter here, film-wise, we meet... I. Uh, Archibald Cunningham, who has the kind of name that you expect him to walk around with his nose about two feet higher than the rest of him. And boy, does he. Because he's wearing fancy pants. He's wearing fancy pants. And And, and his name should have been Richard. And he holds his hands out like Johnny Depp does when he plays Captain Jack Sparrow. That's true. I wonder Hmm. if that's where he got his idea for Captain Jack Sparrow. I don't know. That, That character is strange. But it's very much the kind of caricature of a uh, old-school English nobleman where you don't want to get anything of yours near any sort of filth. You're far above that. Yeah. In breeding. But he was not. He speaks like the stuck-up noble, and then he gets put into a sword fight after speaking about having sex with boys, which is weird, and promptly kicks the guy's ass... Yeah, he's. So that was a surprise. Yeah, so we see that he is both skilled and is playing a part. Mm-hmm. 
And he plays that part fairly well. He's a jerk. He's a big jerk. We don't jerk. like him. He played his character really well yeah. because we really did yeah. not like his he character. He got, he was nominated for an Academy Award, actually won a Golden Globe for this performance. So, yeah. he did a good job. Yeah. He was very believably an asshole. I think so. All right. So, the first bit of peril after being having a sword brandished at him by a very short man... Uh, Liam Neeson decides now is a good time to get into the borrowing money business because he needs to keep everyone taken care of and he doesn't have any cash. So they're going to borrow some. They're going to move a bunch of cows because they know how to do that. They're going to get paid and then they're going to still profit. It's all going to work. Right. And no problems will arise whatsoever. Well, I don't think that's true. Well, the problem... Then there'd be no movie. Yeah. Well, the problem is that Tim Roth's character has no money, but wants to still be a rich noble dude. So he needs to find money. And so he and... What's his name? The actor. Oh, yeah, the actor. The oh. actor, uh... Mr. Icky Guy. Okay, now we the all factor. have to look it up. Who can I find it first? I left my phone. I, I did look it up. I left my phone in the kitchen. Remember. Anyway. Brian Cox, who has played a behind-the-scenes jerk in many movies. Anyway. They hatch a plot... To acquire a thousand pounds, which is a lot of money, especially for poor people, mm -hmm. and basically do it by throwing Mag uh, Liam Neeson under the bus. Yeah. So they, instead of getting a basically line of credit, they find a way for his trusted man to end up with coin. Trusted man is uh, McDonald, right? Yes. Played by Alan Eric Stoltz. Yeah, Alan McDonald. <laughs> they he ends up with coin. And later, they lie about how he wanted the coin. So they're just full of lies. And then Tim Roth kills him quite easily. Tim Roth is a jerk. He's a jerk, and he takes the money. And then they blame it all on Liam Neeson. And so now we've got... he's uh, Liam Neeson has a dead friend and a debt that he doesn't have a way to pay and starts getting blackmailed almost immediately. Yeah, so the peril meter is going up. Yeah. And he decides that the best way to handle this problem is guerrilla warfare of the rich dude's stuff. Yeah. Like you do. He go Yeah, you go and you steal his stuff and yeah. make him pay in other ways, where yeah. it hurts him the most. Yeah, which, may, which makes a strange amount of sense. Um, was it before or after he decided this that the thing at his house happened? Well, he went... It was after. After. Yeah. Because he didn't know yeah. about the thing at his yeah. house, except so, that the... House got burned and yeah. the cattle got killed. Because once he starts it. kind of poking at the Marquise, yeah. then the Marquise sends Mr. Cunningham Fancy Pants yeah. and Colleen after McGregor mm -hmm. to get him to basically stop. You yeah. know, what did they say? Bring him back? He, uh, broken but not dead. Okay. Which is a good evil guy phrase. I like it. Mm -hmm. uh, so do they. Um, and then we have to talk about the serious things. Well, they bit. do they do the bad guy things that bad guys do. They do more than the bad guys usually do on screen. That's true. There were some things that Mom was just not comfortable watching. We've talked it. about some things on this podcast, and let me tell you, we're probably not going to talk about this one. But uh, Mom had to go. I had to go fold laundry. Yeah, don't don't watch this movie with your kids. Maybe don't watch this movie. Maybe just like skip this part. Well, put up a big screen. Put up a picture on your phone of Tim Roth. And just glare at him when this part of the movie comes up. Don't actually watch the movie. Okay. Just imagine this man, like, flicking your nose for five minutes. 
That will give you just as good of an impression of how bad of a guy he is. Well, here's the thing. At the beginning of the movie, you said something about how there had been sexual innuendos at the beginning of the film. And they, they were not that innuendo-y. They were, but they were more than yeah. perhaps was comfortable. Yeah. But then I think well, it was... It, it, it was reinforced, but also... So, at, so, at, the, so at the beginning, Kalaren, uh, there has been a tryst between uh, Tim Roth and this woman who we later, who later becomes part of the plot, which is nice. They set that up, but well, she's she going, a she's, servant yeah, girl, and she's going to leave. Kellaren comes in, feels her up, yeah, isn't coy about it at all. Right, then uses his woman scented hand mm-hmm. to wake Tim Roth up. So, it's not innuendo at that point. No, but it's I just think, weird. But I think there were then sexual things that were at the beginning that kind of made us feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But then it we felt downright um, angry yeah. when McGregor's wife was violated by yeah. spoilers. That's Cunningham. what happened. Uh, so, but Killarn also <laughs> shows that this is a line that has been crossed that he was not okay with at that point. He, he said he he stood by and did nothing, but he definitely did not look like the kind of guy that was going. This is a good idea. I think he was just letting Cunningham play out his hand because Cunningham is a loose cannon. Yeah, but all and, in all, that that's when this peril not being stress. That's probably more stress than most men would want to handle because even not knowing about it, they messed with his stuff. And so he starts right. messing with the Mar- Mar- Marquis's stuff because right. they can't say Marquis. <laughs> no one Marquise. in this film can Marquise. say Marquis. They said Marquis. They say Marquis. So, but I think that then it just ramps up into this, you know, one side shoves the other side, shoves the other side with killing cattle, burning houses. They kidnap Kidnapping people. They kidnap Kilaren. His wife kill mostly kills him, and his friend kills him the rest because the wife and the friend it's are the a, ones. No, it's the that's his younger brother. brother. His brother? Okay, yeah, because yeah, because he was a Roy McGregor. Yeah. So then, the, I mean, it's it all culminates in fighting, pushing, yeah. shoving. There's highly accurate eighteenth century musketry going on, which I was not okay with, but that's a different story. <laughs> Uh, Meaning that they could aim They could could actually shoot the things they were aiming at From relatively far away You know, more than ten feet Yeah. Well, the the very first gunshot in the movie Is ten feet away and he misses And I thought, oh, good This is accurate And then we get to people, you know Hundred paces and they were hitting their marks It was crazy Mm -hmm. Uh, So Rob Roy gets himself kidnapped Not kidnapped, captured Well, bear in mind that the the uh, dastardly deed that Cunningham um, executed with regard to his wife, his wife is kept a secret. Was is kept a secret. However, the reason, one of the reasons he did that was to provoke. basically provoke and ultimately trap. Yeah, which Robert. basically works. Yeah, which ultimately kind of works. That's a warfare tactic that's been around it for is, millennia. But. I think he was the only one going into it thinking that this was war, which made it, which is why it felt so weird for literally everyone else involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, Rob Roy gets himself captured and gets himself 
drug behind a horse. In great Haunted. Peril. Oh my goodness. Peril, Peril meter is way, way up. up. And then we get way into up. the Mar- the Mar- the Marquis. Marquis. Uh, Marquises. Yeah. And he says, hey, uh, I'm full of honor and this guy's full of shit. And Tim Roth says, no you. Uh-uh, nuh-uh. And they do, they do the macho man version of nuh-uh, yaha for a My little mom while. mom said. And the Marquis says eventually, okay, fine, I believe Tim Roth. Hey, throw this guy off the bridge. No, I said hang, hang, hang him, him from, hang from, him from, the, hang bridge. Him from the bridge. And before they can hang him from the bridge, he... Uh, he, he wraps up Tim Roth with the rope and jumps off is, the bridge. That he is tied to. Yeah, and jumps off the bridge and starts choking him up. Like a good guy who's at the end of his line would do. Uh, at they the cut, end of his rope? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say that on purpose, thank you. Uh, <laughs> you were thinking it. I was thinking it, yes. Uh, he goes, uh, a stunt double goes down some rapids. Or a dummy. Or a dummy. Or both. It, it, because, of course, they have to cut him loose in order to save. Yeah. Cunningham yeah. character. So he ends up in the bottom of some rapids, and the people are coming. And wouldn't you know it, there is a dead a, there is a tauntaun there, and <laughs> he has to cut it open with his lightsaber. To, wait, and that's a different movie. Close. I. Cut it open with a stick. He, with a sharp. In stick. fact, sharp stick. Oh, I don't think he had to do much because there were maggots no. on it. Yeah, it this, was kind of. Uh, it was It was not a. It was not an intact cow. But no cows were harmed. No cows were harmed. This was a fake cow full of fake stomachs and intestines, which he pulls out first. <laughs> and fake maggots. And then crawls in. And then and then crawls in. No crawls maggots in were harmed in the making yeah. of this film. And then film. they shoved the camera guy in there, or probably so, just <laughs> oh, made it look like Oh, they did that in post. Yeah, just did that in post. But <laughs> it's, you know, yay for accuracy there, but... <laughs> It, I think it made everybody a little queasy. It did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all and of t- course, the the guys who were chasing after him had to mention several times over how smelly it was. Guys, it stinks over here. But, yes, you told but, us through type Steve. Remember when we had the dead deer in the park right by the side of the road in I that do. low water? You didn't have to get very close. Also, oh, you didn't have to say it four times. <laughs> and four times. that smell was bad. I mean, yeah. you could drive by in the car with the windows rolled up and you were retching. And you thought they smelled bad on the outside. Yeah. Yes. Back to that Star Wars film. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. In this film, which is not Star Wars. Oh, yeah. We're not uh, All right. He that. gets away because he sits inside yeah. of a dead yeah. cow. He gets away and goes home <laughs> and talks to the wife and is like, okay, my brother told me everything. I honor, 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 honor. That's what and we told the kids. And he goes to the Scottish noble guy now. Argyle, the, Argyle, Argyle. Yeah, the, who his yeah. wife has secretly gone to. Yeah, prior. The, yeah, the Duke of Polyester, and I think uh, it's wool. <laughs> and and one of the things I like about how the different nobles treat the common man is the English ones are very you a poor person, whereas this guy. Like, McGregor sasses him, and he will sass him right back. He seems very much like a guy who knows what it's like to be a normal person and happens to be a nobleman. It was pro- it perhaps was conferred upon him. Yeah, so... But McGregor is also the leader of a clan. Yeah, and, and he, see, he sees him as different societies, but still having the same kind of rank, which is interesting. So he goes to him and is like, hey, this guy messed with my wife and my everything and is also a jerk also he smells bad and and mom said mom said uh (laughs) and so they decide to have one of them duels 
and it's all it's all very fair. It's all very fair, mm-hmm. and it's totally fair. Well, it does end up being pretty fair. There's no backstabbing. Like, I, I, well, and what was what were the rules? There's no backstabbing. Who's you that guy att- in, in like the boxing? Yeah, yeah, you can only use the weapons defined that yeah. we've defined. You choose and, your own weapon. Yeah. Yeah. But it's that the fight in particular stayed fair. And we're going to basically skip to that because there's not much more to say. The film is going to end shortly after this because they didn't have much conclusion to films back then. No, I think this was all that was supposed to yeah. be. I the. Tim Roth, the bad guy, did not need to cheat because he is so much better at sword fighting. He actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liam Neeson straight lost this fight. Yeah. He started injured and did not struggle back from his injuries to win, necessarily. He got cut several, several times, times over. Mostly superficial, but he got a good one across the chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, in arms and yeah. hands, and he's holding he ba- yeah. one hand with the he other basically hand. basically got him everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, something that I think uh, in our recording schedule would have been last week talked about uh, music and fight scenes, which I take very seriously. There is no music during this fight scene. It is two dudes for several minutes playing it away, sword fighting each other in the cold. In the cold, no dialogue. Right. There's barely you any, can hear your own heart. There's thumping. barely any grunting. Mm-hmm. It's just two guys sword fighting. And one of them is losing, and he keeps losing. And this is the guy that we want to yeah, win, the because guy the other guy is a jerk. We're so underdogging for this guy. Mm-hmm. And eventually he gets... The the final uh, injury to him is when he's basically stumbling forward, sword dragging on the ground, where you think... Well, he ends up on his well, knees. Well, first he has to stumble forward to the point where if he was a no honor kind of guy, he would be faking it and go ha-ha and win. Mm-hmm. But he is, so he's just throwing his last thing at him, and it doesn't work, and he ends up on his knees with, with a sword, the, a sword to... at his neck. And this is where the music kicks in. Quietly. Small. Quietly. There's a Small little music. bit. Yeah. But we can tell that something's changed. And he's like, he, he's like, okay, nod to the other bad guy. Should I kill him? And he's like, do it. And that's another Star Wars reference. There we go. I got two movies in. Uh, uh-huh. But they talked about, uh, you know, no quarter no will quarter. be asked for and none will yeah. be given. And he didn't. He looked at him and was like, right, okay, this is happening. And grabs his sword. And he he grabs, grabs Cunningham's blade. Grabs Cunningham's blade. blade. Like, with you his know, hand. The, he grabs the pointy part with the surf, soft part of himself. Mm-hmm. And Cunningham is kind of at a loss for words because, you know... You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to do that. It's not dishonorable, but it's also... Not expected. Uh, and this gives him enough opportunity to cleave him. Yeah. He really good. He up off the floor and brings it down. On his shoulder. In half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, it's straight out of a henty book. Yep. Here's, the gash goes from his shoulder down, down to his, his abdomen. To his heart, at least, if not farther. Which, there's a lot of bone there. Yeah. It's not but that was a big just, sword. It was a big sword. Came close to cutting him in half. Yeah, it wasn't quite you know double-handed claymore from the Highlander movies, mm-hmm. but one guy was using more like a rapier, and the other guy was using a sword that probably would have a large pommel and you know a three-foot handle in other sure. movies. Mm-hmm. So anyway, our hero wins. Our hero wins. I uh, he gets his dead. I paid Absolved. off, resolved, goes home. Oh, because that was a wager. That of the was rich the wager. Guys. Yeah, the rich guys uh, basically wagered his dead away. 
uh, he sasses with his with the uh, Archbishop of Silk a little bit more, and you mean Argyle? Archbishop of Silk, that was wool. And you know your fibers. And then he goes home, poses for the cover of the movie, uh, hugs his kids, and the movie's over. It's true. The movie's over. Yeah. Sorry, kids. Nope. Nope. That's it. But we didn't talk about the peril scale until the very end. We never talk about the peril scale right. until the very end. I thought we'd do it maybe. Well, the, the a settings, the film before. settings were excellent. Yeah. It Lots was, of it great was Highland yeah. shots. Unfortunately, Lord of the Rings did make me assume it was New Zealand first, yeah. but we did look it up. It is Scotland. Yeah. It's very nice Scotland. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of peril in this movie. There's a lot. And when there's not I peril, there's I was afraid for his soul. There's a lot. I really, I thought, I thought, you know, if I didn't know that, okay, his face is on the cover of the movie box and his character is the title character, I would have thought he could have died. It, hey, it, now, several times. Think about it though, Braveheart. That's what year, I was literally about to say. Definitely was finished off at the end of the movie. So. Yeah. You know, main characters can, in fact, be die at the end of the movies, especially heroic, like Romeo and Juliet. It's, especially heroic rebel types, yeah. they tend to die at the end of movies. Ugh. Yeah, but like Luke Skywalker. Was a... <laughs> he was, he was, his character was portrayed as a as a guy with, considering the times he lived in, reasonably good moral character. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, well, I suppose in comparison to Cunningham, who was, you know, the opposite mm-hmm. extreme, but definitely high on the peril. Pretty high Basically the throughout, even at the beginning, when he is well in control of the situation, there's still a guy there with a sword, like, in his face, and then shortly followed by a woman with one eye closed and, like, three teeth with a sword in his face. <laughs> I would have been more afraid of her uh, uh, infectious diseases yes. than perhaps her... Sword. So I believe we have rated a movie a ten, and I would have really? to look it up. I know we rated one a nine. That was Star. That was Star Wars. Star Wars. We'll talk about that again. Well, didn't he die? He did. Yeah, die he died. Nine. Dying does not mean that peril is over. What? It doesn't. Well, not well, in it's... superhero movies and stuff. Yeah, that's just to say, keep coming. <laughs> Where back. people can come back to life. <laughs> just keep coming Hello. back. They do that. That's true. All right. According to the according universe. to the spreadsheet, maybe I just haven't written them all down. There's we no multiverse in this movie. Star Wars was a, a nine. We haven't done a ten. No, I would have taken argued, was it taken was a nine. I would have argued hard against a ten because you know that would be the Russian judge in me. Well, the only thing that he was short of in this one is actually dying. Star Wars was only a seven. Why am I misremembering this? He wasn't exactly taken tortured, was but pretty close. He was beat up pretty bad, and he was, he was dragged behind a behind a horse, but. He was actually running most he of the way. He got kicked in the teeth multiple times. Yeah, that's true. He was, none of his teeth fell and he must yeah, have really good yeah, dancers. Yeah, yeah. He was... Yeah. Yeah, all he had to do was jump in a river and get he was, the he, he was also, mud washed off. He was also so. physically threatened, not in active peril, but in, you know, being hunted peril. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was peril too. Mm-hmm. Again, so having looked it up now, Taken was a 9. Ponyo mm-hmm. was an 8. Star Wars was a 7. I knew there was a 9 in there, but I forgot which one wow. it was. I don't know. I, I'd have to put him right up there with... It's got to be a nine. It's got to be a nine, nine, because... What do you think? Nine? His peril and Taken was... If we put Ponyo at an eight? We did! Yeah, okay. I don't know how we did that. What were we thinking? <laughs> he was blowing up... He was accidentally, like, the balance of the universe in that movie. All, <laughs> that because, his goldfish, all because his goldfish daughter went missing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but that was before we watched Token. Yeah. Yeah. Took yeah. Took well, it's all right. We'll watch the other We're ones eventually. We're gonna watch Took in two one of these yeah. days, and then Took in three, and then we aren't gonna watch the TV show because he's not in that one. 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, right. so I'm, I'm up for nine. I'm up for nine. I yeah. think nine. Okay. Consensus nine. We're going to update the spreadsheet live on camera this time so I actually remember it. It's a good thing you guys are all filming this, right? I No, I left my phone in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, whoops. That's okay. All right, so next week we don't know what we're next watching. Next week we we're definitely going to watch something. We've got at least one coming in the mail. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's at the post office right now. We could watch it right now. We can't. The post Not office right is closed. Uh, there's a few that we're still trying to track down. Uh, eventually, we do have to do that one. We have to do Pilgrim's Progress. We still progress. have to talk about Pilgrim's Progress. Maybe we'll do that on a slow week. <laughs> it, it wasn't great. We're, well, don't start there, it now. There are, several, there are several just hanging out on Prime waiting for us to watch. Yeah. That's so. true. All right. Uh, all right. That's good. That's good. See you next Good night. week.